Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we know, a lot of us come for a six-month to 12-month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. (laughs) So throughout this podcast, we're going to have a chat to everyday people that call Karratha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karratha, and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Liam from the Australian Dads Network. Now, Liam has done some incredible stuff in the mental health space. We'll chat to him about his recent regional WA tour on Mindsights. Plus, we'll find out how he ended up in Karratha, something about scuba diving and a road trip to Exmouth that he never completed. So without further ado, sit back, listen, grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy my chat with Liam and his journey to call Karratha home. Liam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pablo. Now, you arrived in Karratha 2010. How, how did you end up here? Uh, my wife and I were scuba dive instructors, and okay. uh, we left Airlie Beach, uh, and we headed towards Exmouth because we had uh, some jobs lined up there, mm-hmm. uh, diving, and we uh, we met a guy, a friend of a friend here, who uh, who said, well, you might as well stay and get some cash while you're on your way down, and, and that was... Uh, <laughs> We didn't get, we didn't make it to Exmouth, so we're still here. So that was twelve years ago. Yeah. So were you travelling around the top end of Australia? So if yeah. you had gone the other way, you would have never made it to Karratha, maybe. Potentially, yeah. Well, being from Melbourne, uh, I did the East Coast trips a number of times. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, my wife, being from Canada, hadn't done the top end before, and I hadn't explored it as much as what I would have liked. So. Yeah, it just made sense to, to go along the top and to see what that you know country is all about. Now, your first impression of town, you drove in, you were going to be a, continue being a scuba, uh, scuba instructor. Obviously, there's not much of that going around Karratha at the moment. So what was the inclination to go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll stay here? Well, it's interesting. So the first drive in that a lot of people do as they're coming into town or from the LIA, if you go over that crest yeah. just after the, uh, the apartments heading towards the visitor centre, you can see on high tide that blue turquoise water. And I remember driving through and uh, up onto that crest and, and we saw this blue water and we both sort of looked at each other and was like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> and then we, we stopped at the visitor centre, uh, caught up with, uh, with Scott there, who was, uh, who was our mate, our contact here at the time. And, uh, and then we, when we drove around, we looked and we realised that that water was a long way away from <laughs> the reality of, uh-huh. <laughs> of the tidal system. And, and yeah, scuba diving was, was not really... Uh, up here at the time, um, at least the the diving that we wanted to do, the recreational mm-hmm. diving. So, yeah, but it was it was interesting to come in here and have that thought, thought of, oh, look at that, nice blue water. So was that you're going to be your career path? Like you were going to be a scuba instructor for forever or sort of like where, oh, where were you headed? Uh, well, I think at that time we both were pretty unsure where we were headed, to be <laughs> honest. Um, we we did enjoy diving. Uh, I had I had started diving back in I think probably two thousand and six, okay. uh, and 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 then yeah, once we we got our instructor's ticket in uh, in Ellie Beach in two thousand and nine, we thought that was a pretty cool gig. Uh, so you know, being able to take people out uh, diving, teaching people to break through some of those barriers of fear, and mm. you know, a lot of people who are actually 
fearing actually going in the water you know scared of the ocean and stuff and taking them underwater is pretty cool experience so yeah i mean if, if that was the path if we did make it to exmouth and and that turned into the career then it would have been a really fun one uh but uh you know things happen for the reasons that they do and mm-hmm. and just follow the path as it as it as it as it comes, I suppose. Please tell me you have made it to Exmouth over the last twelve years, at least for a holiday. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the, one of the best dives in the, well, at least in Australia or, or maybe in the world, is the is the pier out in Exmouth. Mm. And uh, I remember hearing about that back in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and uh, I still haven't. <laughs> still haven't done the dive so you know it's only you know the things you do in, in other backyards you yeah. don't do in your own so yeah. that's i suppose one of those things Alison and i keep talking about doing at some stage now mental health is a, a huge part of your life and, and helping people with their mental health journey and that's something that you've really sort of embarked on the last couple of years especially uh and you just wrapped up the regional tour for for mental health and i know that you you did some things here in the pilbara also down south as well so how has that sort of evolved and how did you... I mean, it sounds like there's a bit of a connection there, right, from scuba diving and helping people overcome their fears to mental health. So where's the bridge there? Wait. Yeah, it's... So, I mean, I think as we all do, we all constantly evolve as we as we continue to experience new things. And at the time, doing the diving and taking people through those uh, their personal challenges, I didn't think that it was a mental health thing at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's only on looking back, like you say, that there's, you know, there's, there was barriers there that I was able to help people get through. And, and so, you know, the Australian Dads Network started in 2016 here in Karratha, just based off of my need for some connection. And over the last six years, I've been able to understand and reflect on my own journey, uh, all the way back, um, to, you know, being a kid at school and all those things, you know, just, just spending time in that space, reflecting on life. Uh, I've realised that there is a, a ton of stuff that I've learnt, uh, but continue to learn, and and through that understanding that my uh, my interest and my desire to, you know, just help somebody get through today, or to you just have maybe some tools or tips to help you know just make today a little bit easier. Uh, that's that's what I've developed over the last sort of six years with the Australian Dads Network in particular is is understanding things that work for me they may work for others and, and, and guys who have some of those tools and tips that I can use as well makes it makes the day a lot easier. So, you know, I've, I've really generated some momentum and enthusiasm into this mental health space and, and yeah, that tour was uh, was one of the things that really put it even more so uh, as a, right in front of my face as an important mm-hmm. part of my life. And did it coincide, obviously, with having kids or how quickly after having kids did you think like, oh, we need something like this? So yeah, definitely there was a shift when I, uh, I obviously knew that you know during that boom time when we first got here there was a lot of transients here and there was a lot of uh, it was very male dominated at that time mm-hmm. and you know from going from a from a man to having a kid and having that dad mindset you know it was a big shift mm. and you know it was wasn't about me anymore it was just about you know what do I need to do to make sure that I'm doing the right thing by by him my son and so. And now two sons, but like the thing that I, I really focus on is is understanding that at that time I was I was struggling to connect with people who had 
the same um, mindset as me. So, you know, struggling to find those dads in in Karatha at the time to to be able to ask questions about what was going on. Is this normal? You know, what am I supposed to do here? All those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have that, and and that's where that's where the Australian Dads Network uh, started. Here was just to be able to get those contacts and have those 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 chats with guys who have been through some of that stuff already. And it's probably allowing that space to have those conversations outside of the pub, right? Because you know, generally when you speak to blokes, it's usually at the pub with some beers watching the footy. And uh, there's not much you can really dig into sometimes uh, there. So it's creating that, I guess, that container where there's a safe space where people can sort of share really what's going on. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, there's there's pros and cons to the uh, to the keyboard and the screen, you know, yeah. and 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 social media. Um, what we've been able to develop is is a, a real positive in that space. So, you know, having that keyboard there, having that screen for guys who uh, want to ask some of those hard questions, they can do it anonymously in Facebook now, which in groups, which is really mm. cool. But um, what we've developed over the last six years is this entire, uh, this huge level of trust uh, and integrity that's in the group. So guys are willing to um, to be vulnerable and ask questions. And so what that does is it, it starts to bring down that shield and and, and and sort of drop the guard, I suppose, and, and open up to, to whatever conversations that you want to have. And as a result of that, when guys start to connect and start to understand who's who in that uh, in the in the group, and feel that trust, when we organise a, a dads network event in a local area, uh, those guys feel comfortable to go. Mm. And you know, a lot of the conversations aren't deep and and you know go through all the the stuff, but you know the options there if you need to so when we go and catch up at a at a pub or a coffee shop or go out to dinner or whatever it's there's a lot it's a lot of surface level it's a lot of talking about sports or kids or whatever just real sort of surface level stuff but when we do need to dive into something because one of the guys is struggling with something then that's that's the focus so that's i suppose the the benefit of um one of the pros of of using social media in this particular Mm. way and that's what's worked for us is there a common theme you think that sort of crops up a lot uh, for you within the groups that men seem to struggle with the most? I think if you put it uh, put all the things together, I think uh, the main thing would probably be about uh, the emotional health. Mm. So, you know, it's a, it's a standard thing, I think, for a lot of guys our age and, and older in particular who have who have not had that, um, we've never been taught how to, to manage our emotions. Mm. So a lot of the stuff, if you look at all the, the different themes that come through, which are, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, family laws, a lot of uh, mental health concerns. Uh, you know, teenage dealing with teenagers. You know, the all the realms of of, of parenting. Yeah. But if you put it all, you know, the way I sort of I can see it is that you know, if we put it all to that emotional um, understanding of self, that's where that's where if we can sort of talk more about that and understand how those play out in our, in our day, mm-hmm. uh, it would be um, that would be the main theme just to to explore those emotions and understand where they're coming from and that might it might assist with whatever problem or challenge that you've got. Mm. And I imagine this has changed really tra- transformed your, your your relationship with your wife as well, right? It's it, well, yeah, interesting. There's been ups and downs in the <laughs> in the process course, over the last yeah. 6 years. Uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things, you know, where we try and do this has been a passion project of mine for the long well, for the long time six years now and you know trying to squeeze that into every portion of the mm. day is uh is a challenge yeah. and you know there's been some times where i've gone to push the button and stop the stop the whole thing 
Uh, and it's at those times when people reach out just by coincidence and say how much it's helped them. So, you know, it's it. Yes, it has its uh, has its challenges, but you know, Alison and I, we we've got some boundaries in place, and we and we and she supports me and talks me through, you know, things that I, you know, crazy ideas that I come up with, and she goes, mm, "Have you thought about maybe this?" And <laughs> so, okay, so that works. So yeah, there's good balance there, but we've over the last six years we've, we've had to really, uh, you know, set some boundaries so that we know that when I'm at home, I'm present with uh, with Alison and the kids, and, and mm. that's that's. It's my number one value, so it's really important to me. Absolutely. Uh, now, we, we were chatting before we hit record about uh, asking something that maybe people don't know about you, but I feel like you answered it at the start, right? Scuba diving. I would have never thought that you uh, you know, a qualified scuba, scuba diver instructor. Yeah, well, it's uh, well not qualified anymore. I think I let the uh, the license lapse. Um, so maybe, yeah. anyone listening, I'm not going to go and start doing that now. Don't call me up asking for take them on a Discover Scuba Diving ticket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose that was yeah. That's one of the things um, for sure that mm. you know I didn't I don't really go talking about because no. I don't. And interestingly though, you know that was that was a, a massive part of my life and uh, and I really enjoyed it. And it was it was towards the end of uh, towards the end of my career. We were, I remember it in uh, Honduras in uh, Central America. Alison and I went over there for some for some, uh, instruction work and mm-hmm. and. There was something that that occurred, and I was just uh, all of a sudden started to get really anxious, and uh, and slowly started to move away from the thought of of being underwater for, <laughs> for that amount of time. It was about forty meters underwater, so wow. you know that that's anxiety causing yeah, yeah. um, for for most people. But yeah, it was just uh, there was a few things, and then on reflection of, of that and understanding that maybe that's uh, that could be that thing that you know I was saying earlier as well about you know just following that path and that journey that whatever it comes your way uh, that's one of the the things that I can remember as far as diving that goes well maybe maybe this is not the right thing for you right now so now you rolled into Karatha in 2010 and your partners from Canada you never made it to Exmouth and you haven't left Karatha so you've been here you know for a considerable chunk of time now uh, what kept you in town I think that I think you know me being from Melbourne uh, and Alison being from Canada, uh, it's we don't really have an interest in going back to those places at this point. So, you know, for us, we we came here without kids. We had kids at the old Carrara Hospital, and you know it now feels like we're a part of the town. It feels like it's a really comfortable place for us to be. We don't know to live in any other place as adults, really. You know, we were backpackers, both of us, for about 10 years. And, and this is the first place that we, we settled and called home. So, it's it, yeah, for us, we can't see... We went through that phase, like a lot of people do, of going, hmm, where do you, you yeah. know, how long are you going to stay here for? Or, you know, what's the next plan? We, we don't have one yet. So, you know, we're, we're settled here. We've got our house here. Um, the kids are happy, you know. And as far as we're concerned, that's that's where home is. So we're... Well, it's a great place to raise kids, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know. I see. I see you out at many different things across the weekend. You're down there at the surf club with the kids, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's something good about town having everything so very close. Especially if you've got young kids, you know, you can basically attend everything. Yeah, and the, and the beauty of, of of I suppose what's happening now with town is that you know the 
the activities are starting to follow the ages of the kids mm. and you know and so there's going to be more things for those teenagers as uh, as we progress as well as a community and and so when my kids if we do stay here until that time you know there's going to be some really established uh, things for them to do so yeah there's it's a it's a great opportunity and you know I'm I'm really excited to to be here and uh, and and just call it home now, Liam, if we gave you the power, the almighty power, uh, to change anything in Karatha, what, what would it be? Ooh. Um, oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I suppose, you know, if, if I had the almighty power <laughs> where there was no restrictions, uh, I would put a, uh, a surf beach somewhere. Oh, I think, yes. you know, all the things that have been uh, in my life, you know, surf has been, has been that you know that constant that's uh, I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. and you know growing up not far from the surf coast of Victoria you know Bells Beach or Lawn all those those real awesome surf places uh, that's, that's an area that I think I miss so yeah if if I had that power to be able to create a surf beach uh, that would be it yeah. now if we can't do that uh, there has been some sort of rumors and, and talks from a couple of people and investors in town that they want to make a man-made surf mm. right so uh, i guess if we can get that up and running that, that'll do <laughs> almost there yeah and then especially if you can make it cold water too that would be good <laughs> perfect thank you uh not too much to ask uh now what, what do you love most about living in karatha i think yeah the access to things you know um we've we've got so much uh so much around us you know i think i often talk about you know we've got this the highway at the top of the town and if you walk you know, 50 meters up the hill, you've got uh, ancient rock art that's mm. you know 40, 50,000 years old, looking over this new town. Um, we've got amazing beaches, islands, you know, all the things that you see on the tourist stuff. But you know, I also see that there's this, there's been over the last few years this this transition to community and less of the FIFO stuff um, in your face. You know, it's it's more family orientated, uh, and and I think that's a real positive. And you know, for us being able to wander down the park or you know just go to the shops you know and and just the just the normal things that uh, we you know take for granted i suppose but just a level of comfort and safety and uh and community i think is 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 what uh what we're really enjoying at the moment uh now just to go back to the mental health side of things it's the start of december we're heading into christmas new year's uh is there anything that maybe people should be mindful of this time of year around mental health yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's been a big year. It's been a big few years. I think, you know, the first thing would be to, to make sure that whatever time off you do get, make sure it's used wisely. Mm. Uh, you know, do some self-care, whatever that might be for you. A lot of guys, especially, that's a scary word. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't want to look selfish and we're doing those things, um, you know, and putting other people aside. But, you know, just find some time for, for yourself to just to restock, refresh and, and get ready for the new year. Um, you know, I think making that communication with with family is really important too. So, you know, if you got uh, if you're going to be distant from people for a bit, you know, just just give them a call and, and see how they're going, and 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 that will obviously help you as well. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think take the time to relax, uh, enjoy the moment, and uh, and and just re- reconnect. Self care. We just want to ask you. I have finally started uh I, I bought an old freezer and i'm finally converting yes. it into an, 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 a yeah you know cold freezer plunge uh to get into that are there any other practices that you do that people you know other blokes out there might want to jump in on 
Um, well, yes, jumping in, uh, definitely the ice bath. <laughs> ice bath uh, I, I, mine, I'll be coming around yours because my <laughs> fridge uh, portion of my ice bath broke uh, oh, some no. months ago, so that's uh, that's gone now, unfortunately. But uh, that's one thing. Yeah, that was that was a huge help for me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for me. Um, breathing exercises so uh you know i do there's a there's awesome apps that you can get like the wim hof breathing Mm. app uh insight timer there's a whole range of different ones that you can learn uh how to do that effectively because a lot of us don't we just Mm -hmm. breathe and don't even think about it uh but when you tap into that it's really it's a really awesome experience uh and uh so that's yeah so ice baths or cold plunging breathing uh, and I think the the big one for me is just sitting in quiet, you know, just just doing those. Um, it's really simple stuff that is uh, is helpful. And with kids, it's you know finding those quiet times and you know and and their their bliss sometimes, you know, mm. just having that little peace. So um, yeah, three things I think. And for for me anyway. You know, when I don't do self care or I start to move away from my uh, my routine, whatever that routine is at the time, but the first thing to go when I start to feel a bit stressed or overwhelmed is is my physical health. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll probably drop off going to the gym. I'll, I, you know, I might start eating worse food or yeah. drinking more or those kinds of things. They're the first things that I know that something's up. Uh, but one of the constants, well, the, the constants for me are definitely breathing and just uh, just taking that time to be quiet and, and, and concentrate on what's important. I think the silence one's pretty key, hey, because I think we get, we fill all those silent gaps now with everything, right? You can listen mm. to a podcast, you can you know chuck music on, you've got Spotify, you can chuck the radio on, you've got TV, we've got endless things to watch on TV. Yep. Even on, you know, you sit on the toilet, you usually scroll in social media. So all those times where... Uh, we used to be a lot less cluttered in our mind is kind of filled up and yeah being like really conscious of that to to have those fully detached sort of moments where you sit in silence yeah. it's quite unusual now it is yeah. And, yeah and i think you know there's there's some sort of safety net in that too because mm. we don't have to listen to ourselves oh, yeah, of course. you know and <laughs> and i think it's it's a, probably an unconscious thing where we just and and you know we've we've been sort of conditioned over the last you know since we've got phones and the ability for the phone to have the internet you know yeah. it's it's almost conditioned into us that we have to now break that and create that space for for silence and to be able to just let our brain do our thing mm-hmm. um because it's you know it depends on which thing you read but you know some upwards of sixty thousand thoughts a day it's there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in our brain and if we're getting distracted by all the different stuff all the noise uh that's exterior from that then uh or external from that then uh, at some point, we're going to have to listen to it. And usually that's when we're in bed laying in silence. Yeah, and, and we can't get to sleep. We can't get to sleep because <laughs> <laughs> the brain wants to talk to you. So let it listen. Uh, so, Liam, what, what's next for you? So uh, next for me, well, big step. Um, so in January next year, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be going full-time into the men's mental health space. So oh, that's cool. really exciting. Uh Taking on the the Dads Network, um, doing some local counselling uh, support services for men as much as I can, and uh, knowing that there's a bit of a gap here in in Caratha in that space, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully I can support in in some way, and uh, and then to, you know to be able to spend more time doing the Australian Dads Network, um, we're just about to launch a podcast in in 2023 as well, and uh, and I know that with more time, you know I'll be able to I'll be able to deliver more of the objectives that we've got set. So really exciting uh, time scary time you know jumping into something like yeah. that but you know, I'm, I'm really stoked and excited for it well look forward to it and uh liam appreciate you joining us on the podcast thanks Pablo. 
It's the podcast for Caratha, the Pablo for Breakfast podcast, streaming now on the listener app.